0: Welcome to the Meeting of the Madres podcast. We're so glad you joined us. As moms, we know you need time for yourself every day because we're
1: all more than moms. Isn't that right, Danielle? That's right, Elke. Let's take a second to grab our favorite drinks, take a seat, and spend some time with the girls. This time today is all about you. We are so excited to have Hope Smith joining us tonight. Hope is a mom, obviously. She is a wife and she is concerned about her family's eating habits and having a healthy lifestyle. So she has started some years ago and she will tell you in just a moment how she um, kind of guided her family into a healthy, healthier lifestyle. So, Hope, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Elka is here as well, of course.
0: Hi. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being here with us, Hope. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. We are so excited to have her here tonight. And just to kind of give us some insight, you know, a lot of times moms, we want the best for our families. And sometimes we just don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it, but we just know we want something different than you know what has been in the past. Um, Maybe um, some family traditions, uh, you know, surrounding cooking that may need to change and things like that, but we just don't know what to do. So Hope is here to give us some hope and hopefully <laughs> to give us some answers um as far as how we can guide our families in a healthier lifestyle. So Hope, tell us. Kind of how this all got started.
2: Um, well, I think for me, uh, I had a wake up call when I was um, actually before I got married, and I was diagnosed as being pre diabetic, mm. and that the doctor told me that I had to stop eating rice, stop eating potatoes, anything that turned into sugar, and it was really because of a. I was addicted to sugar growing up Mm. Um, and that caused uh, my blood sugar to just be high and then low, dip really low. And so um, I realized that I had to find a solution that was not just masking symptoms, but actually going to reverse it. And so Mm. um, that was really the initial wake up call for me.
1: Okay. Wow. So this was before marriage, before kids, and you just decided to make some changes just for you. Exactly. That's awesome. I think a lot of times, you know, LK, you probably can can attest to this. A lot of times we think about other people first and we don't think about our own health, you know, um, and taking care of ourselves so we can be around for a family you know
0: right um you know and and i think part of it has to do with work school Mm -hmm. schedule you know sometimes we're trying to feed and not thinking so much of health at the time because it's all about let's just get something in the stomach because we're going from work to school to you know all that and we want to be healthy but this is where we come to you hope (laughs)
1: <laughs> it help. help yes <laughs> help yes so yeah. so then when you let's fast forward to when you actually had children how did you go through the process did did they start out just kind of eating snacky foods and and you know whatever as they started to eat solids or did you make a conscious effort to
2: only put certain things in front of them. I did. I made a conscious effort to um, only bring certain things into the house. Mm. Although we ate outside of the house, you know they were exposed to everything: hot dogs and um, pork, and candy, and artificial flavors and colors, and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, as as they when you give them an an initial taste like my all my kids first food was avocado it actually wasn't cereal like most people give them it was avocado um and then I think maybe uh like sweet potato or something so I actually did just mash up their food from what I was eating so that they could have a palate of you know just real food what real okay yeah So now they eat, I mean, they, we travel a lot. So you have to, you're, you have to adjust to whatever the food is that's in that place Mm -hmm. to eat it. So they, um, yeah. Oh, very
1: good. I I did something similar with mine. I started out um, giving them, you know, the Gerber and all of that kind of stuff. And I think they had some of the cereal, but we didn't buy it too often. The -hmm. little puffy cereal, you know, like the little first foods or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I figured out that I could just, you know, um, puree some potatoes or some um, carrots and apples and all of that, I was on a roll for a little while. Um, (laughs) So I was was like, first of all, we're not going to spend all this money on Gerber.
2: Mm -hmm. that's the
1: first thing we're not gonna make Gerber rich Mm -hmm. and then the second thing is that um, I want to know what's in their food I want to be in control Mm -hmm. you know to a certain extent Mm -hmm. of what goes into their body so that I know they're healthy I know they're not um, you know on the road to hypertension as a two or three year old because I've given them all this salt Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: on the way to juvenile diabetes because they've had all this sugar Mm -hmm. um, starting as a baby. So, you know, it's tough to know what to do sometimes as a mom, but, you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully we have sisters that can, can share information and and we can help each other out. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's you, you, and one thing that you definitely have to do too is if it's on your plate, they're going to want it. So if Mm. you're eating it, they they want to eat that. And so you are your, your child's first teacher, you're teaching them how to eat and what they should do because they learn more from just seeing it done. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They definitely do. And they, they watch everything, you know, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. they watch everything.
0: Okay. So I have a question. Wanting to get my family to eat healthier, we're all being conscious about what we eat now we're trying really hard. I had a uh, a mini stroke last year, and so it put me in a whole new um, direction in what i'm choosing to eat now i'm I'm making better choices and I'm teaching that to my children or trying to What is the biggest and best way to impact um or what are the foods that you recommend that are the highest in the nutrients that we need, that, that would be like a fast track to, to doing that, to getting on track and on a daily, what would be the best choices? Um, especially with a, with a schedule, that's kind of like, I'm very limited, but I, I'm going to make the effort and do this.
2: Mm-hmm. So the things that I have at home all the time, like I, I have an avocado at home. So I buy, buy the bags. And when I lived in California, they're just, it was so cheap. So it's, um, mm. but even here on the East coast, you can still get it. Um, and so that way I can add, add good fat protein when you're not, we you don't have enough, um, nutrition, you tend to, you're eating empty calories. So if, if it's like rice, so I tell my kids, you know, we have to basically like eat a rainbow. So if you don't have mm. things that are not white or Brown on your plate, like you need to go, we, you need to find some. <laughs> somewhere in the house it, it there is either in the you know where i keep the fruits and vegetables or in the refrigerator so um oh. good fats and then also i we do do like uh sweet potatoes um they say that this generation is actually overfed but undernourished so mm. um, the nutrition so high nutrition things so we also do like i have oatmeal for breakfast and just with that, I don't just, I don't buy the sugary oatmeal. I just buy oats. And then I add to it like molasses or coconut and nuts. And so things Mm. that are high in fat, you actually want that fat um, when it's not, when it's, you know, the closest to, you want your food to be the least processed. So um, you know, if you're going to have almonds, have almonds rather than something made with almonds that you you know it's it's so far removed from it yeah yeah that's really good um so do you drink i'm just
1: just curious um because i know a lot of times dairy will mm-hmm. you know do a number on most of us (laughs) as As far as you know like cow's milk and mm -hmm. and cheese and things like that do Mm -hmm. you tend to what what types of milks do you like to offer your family
2: so we actually don't drink milk my kids they grew up on goat milk or milk um and i just don't believe that milk was necessary although we do do cheeses so I'll do, you know, like cheddar cheese. They make grilled cheese sandwiches, um, you know, putting avocado or tomato in there to make it more than just white and brown. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, so we do yogurt too. So, and try to, to do like goat yogurt versus dairy, uh cow.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Not, go ahead. Okay. So I have a question. Goat yogurt. Never heard of it. Yeah. You need to share that with us.
1: (laughs) Me neither.
2: I've had goat cheese
0: and I've had goat milk. Never Uh goat yogurt. Where do I get that?
2: Ah, interesting. So you can just go to Trader Joe's. They have goat yogurt. It is more expensive than the other yogurt. um, Okay. But, and it tastes a little bit different. It's a little bit like tart. But it's better for your digestion. I know that. Um So, yeah, Hmm. you should definitely try that. And then coconut. So, we do do, I I buy a lot of organic coconut milk. Like, I I tend to shop at Trader Joe's or the Asian market um, a lot. So, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That
1: is good to know. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely like coconut milk over here and almond milk. Um, yeah. I'm usually buying almond milk, if
2: any milk at all, Yeah, but I'll try coconut milk too. Yeah. 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 Coconut is just really good fat too. Like we'll buy a coconut and then make our own coconut milk. So because I stay at home, I, I do tend to make a lot of stuff and it's teaching them too. So it's actually lessening what I have to do when they know mm-hmm. do it. And I can step back after you know a little while, yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome, but take some of the work off your hands, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, well, how do you I know you talked about you know how um when the kids are outside of the home and they have access to all these other things that they're they're not eating at home, how do you navigate? you know maybe when they go to their a relatives home that that has different eating habits um and doesn't you know they don't offer all of that and they think you know well it's okay they can have such and such or you go to a, a family dinner or something and they have all this you know all this stuff that you don't really eat or they don't eat on a, on a basis how do you navigate the social aspect of respectfully you know <laughs> really it's not like we don't eat that but how do you you know let people know that um you appreciate what they're doing but Mm -hmm. you know this kind of upsets our system a little bit
2: yeah so what happens when it does upset their system they are the ones that take the initiative to either just not eat it or bring their own food so like my teenager when she goes to functions and all they have is fried chicken and biscuits, she actually brings her own, she makes it, it's her initiative because she Mm -hmm. knows how she feels after she's eaten the, the, if she does choose to eat the chicken and fried chicken and stuff, it doesn't make her feel good. So then the next time she's like, okay. So our own, it's Mm -hmm. like, I let their bodies decide for them what they want to eat. They can partake of all of it, but, um, in my youngest, we found out that she was gluten intolerant because she started wheezing. Um, I was in the hospital with her like every month with mm. wheezing. Mm. Yeah. And, um, got her blood tested and it turned out that it was being caused by the gluten. So as soon as we took the gluten off, it's been over a year and we are so vigilant sometimes, um, you know, people don't know that there's flour in the baked chicken or there's flour in a sauce. And so she can't have it, but wow. she regulates it. Her, she's only eight, but she knows how it feels not to be able to breathe. So she prefers to eat what she can have.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And it's awesome that she knows she's she's, you know, I don't know how it happened, but she's educated enough to know um, where flower is, like where to look for it. Is that something that you, you know, taught? I know you you you're a homeschool mom, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's something that you have taught in a lesson to kind of, you know, help mm-hmm. her to think along those lines. Or if she, is she just interested in that herself and
2: and kind of, you know, does her own research? Right. Well, after we, we actually went to a holistic doctor that gave us a list of things to avoid. Okay. And it was just very, and so I went over it with her. And so now she reads the labels on everything. And if it doesn't say gluten-free in the front of it, it doesn't matter if it's just oats or just corn. Um, it could have been cross contaminated. There's just so much to, um, you know, other ways that it could have it in it. So she knows how to read labels. And um, we just have to, she's motivated by feeling good. <laughs> she mm-hmm. likes to feel good. So, yeah.
1: That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I like to hear that. I like to hear about children taking control of their health and being mm-hmm health conscious. Um, My kids like to exercise. And so they Mm -hmm. not only do they love fruits and vegetables, um, even raw, but Mm -hmm. they actually love exercising. And so that that makes me happy because, you know, they're concerned about their little bodies and they realize (laughs) they only get one. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
1: you know, the more you damage that one, the harder it is to have a healthy life. Mm -hmm. So um, I love seeing that in other children as well. You don't see that a whole lot.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then if you do see them, you know, having certain habits, that's going to lead to a certain problem. Like there was, you know, like for instance, dyes and in, in food colors, um, the problems that those can cause. I'll just go and look up on Google um, mm-hmm. what are the what could happen to you if you if you keep on ingesting blue number or whatever or red or if you ingest um, a lot of sugar, you know, cause they yes. say sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so, um, you know, we'll watch a video on the results of, you know, having to take insulin, having to put a needle in your, in your stomach every, every day.
1: Yeah. And wow.
2: Oh, so before they feel it, what it's going to be,
1: you know? Yeah. And I think it's good to expose kids to that and really, educate them and let them educate themselves to a to a certain extent depending on their age mm-hmm. on how to or at least give them those critical thinking skills. I mean, I think sometimes we wait until and and let the school give them critical thinking skills so called, but mm. that starts at home in my opinion. You know, yeah. I I'm the first teacher like you said, and so it's my job to teach them to think critically to to use their minds, you know, the way that that God intended them to be used and to really think about what we're doing um, to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. awesome. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, um, Hope is also a Young Living um, distributor or, or sales representative. And so, Hope, what do you use what um, types of essential oils are helpful to you and your family as far from a health standpoint? I know they smell good Mm -hmm. and I love using them to make um, body scrubs and all this kind of stuff. But um, as far as um, using them for, for your health, what types of oils are good for your health and what do they do for you?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so going back to when I discovered I had I was pre-diabetic, I uh, started doing some research on my own and discovered that there was a in China, they actually in certain a certain province they don't have diabetes or a lot of the problems that we have, and it's because they drink this berry juice um, or they make a tea out of it every day, hmm. and so that just ingesting that with um, an oil called Okatea from South America and putting it in it because there are only certain oils that you can ingest. And those are the only ones that I use because anything you put on your skin is actually goes into your bloodstream. So um, if you can't eat it, then you shouldn't put it on. Mm. So I would um, just take that and I would drink it and It's been 15 years and I haven't had any, like whenever I go to the doctor, I'm no no longer pre-diabetic. I don't have that problem. Wow. That was one of them. Um, But initially I had really bad cramps, menstrual cramps, and I tried different essential oils and um, I discovered that basil essential oil on my ankle, because I actually used to do reflexology too. Um, and the ankles are the reproductive system for women and men. Um, so I put basil essential oil on the inside, and clary sage works for my daughter. Um, and within like minutes, it's huh. gone. Yeah.
1: Wow! Mm-hmm. I never knew that. I mm-hmm. yeah. might have to try that one.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is it
0: called? So
2: the basil essential oil. And Clary Sage. So everyone's body is different. Um, So for me, Basil works well. Clary Sage works good with her. Um, Yeah. So those. But we've had success with everything from, you know, head tension to, um, what is it? Uh, She had Bell's palsy when she was like 18 months old. And Hmm. the doctor couldn't figure out. You know what, the origin of it. So they just prescribed steroids, and I was really hesitant about giving an 18 month old mm. steroids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I took her to the acupuncturist because I believe in just other methods, they also work. Um, mm-hmm. And so she gave her like this salve. She wouldn't do acupuncture on her, but she gave her this thing to put around her ear. And what I ended up doing was just looking in my reference book for the oils had the oils that I needed and I started putting it on her and within a month you couldn't like she had no uh you couldn't tell that she had it and what happened was I was pregnant with my son and I had him within that month and so maybe the stress that I was under was Mm -hmm. transferred to her because Mm. you know they can sense that especially Mm. girls they're very yeah yeah Mm. And so, um, we had a friend who at the same time had Bell's palsy and he had the pain for like a year and you could still tell. So hers was gone within a month.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. Mm. And I didn't realize that babies could get Bell's palsy. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we are getting an education today. Yes. Okay. (laughs)
0: so if we were to want to know more about this um and these oils that you um are telling us about what do we do to know about that more
2: Mm -hmm. so i do classes online you can um go to either my instagram which is see us thrive s-e-e-u-s and then thrive um that's where I do some education. And then also my website is sent, like the smell, S-C-E-N-T, the num, uh, no, T O T T O, and then heal, H-E-A-L. So senttoheal.com. Uh, okay. They can connect with me that way. And, you know, feel free to ask me any questions um, on those platforms or social media. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, is there anything else that that you
1: want to add, uh, or some maybe a one last word of encouragement to a mom who is kind of struggling, getting her kids to eat the right things, and mm-hmm. you know because they love those potato chips so much, but
2: they don't <laughs> want to eat the green beans. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: what can she do? Yeah,
2: I think there has to be a balance, you know. I if you, a lot of times when you take away something that. um that they like you have to replace it with something more so like when my kids when they would get candies and stuff from outside I actually would pay them for each candy that they gave me or I would replace it with an organic candy lollipop um Mm. and so they still got the candy but it was just a better form of sugar um Yeah. And or it was organic. You know, it's a little bit more expensive, but your health, there's no price that you can put on your health. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And so they say that this is our this is the first generation that will not outlive their like their parents. You know, they're just dying younger and younger. And I think we are. um we just have to take it one day at a time, you know. It, Rome wasn't built in a day. You you can mm-hmm. do it. You you birth them. You're their um their guide. And so, you know, with God all things are possible. Man. That's right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Hope, for joining us and enlightening us on this healthy living journey Mm -hmm. we all want to do better we have our different vices and things that kind of can can get in the way sometimes but we at the end of the day want to do what's right for our family so thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me absolutely thank you hope
0: appreciate it you gave us so much information in the short time that we were talking big big stuff i love it thank you so much We're so glad you joined us today. Come back to the Meeting of the Madres podcast to be encouraged, empowered, and uplifted.
1: Join us on Facebook at Meeting of the Madres and send your topic ideas to lasmadres1 at gmail.com.